Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Fireside Giants. I'm your host, Anthony Rivardo, joined by my co-host, Alex Wilson, the Tater Tot. And today we're talking about the New York Giants injury report. We've got some big updates here. Andrew Thomas, he has a hamstring pull. He did not practice at today's practice. But there is still a slight chance that he's available on Sunday, and God help us, I hope that he is, because that offensive line this past Sunday was atrocious. So thinking about this offensive line without Andrew Thomas is giving me some nightmares. But as Andrew Thomas acknowledged in his uh, press conference today, or reporter, media, meeting, whatever, he said that he has to be aware of the Giants' short week following week two, going into week three, a Thursday night game, has to get himself recovered for that, especially knowing that they're going to be facing Nick Bosa and the San Francisco 49ers defense. So interesting stuff to consider there for him. Darren Waller also dealing with a hamstring, did not practice today, but it's just a veteran day. We're going to go through, react to all of the injury news surrounding the New York Giants, and also talk about what they're going to do at left tackle if Andrew Thomas is unable to play. But before we dive into all that, make sure to leave a like if you do enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode and comment your thoughts on the topic down below in the comment section. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review and go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants. But without further ado, Alex, how are you doing today, my friend? And what are your thoughts on the Giants injury report? I'm doing all right now. The Giants injury report, it it's better than we anticipated, um, to be quite frank, because Andrew Thomas, apparently, according to Pat Leonard, uh, he, I guess Andrew Thomas said the doctor told him that it's nothing. there's nothing crazy going on with his hamstring. It's, it's really just a, a basic injury. Um, he's not going to be out long term. I think that really this is about pain tolerance now. Andrew Thomas was like essentially, uh, you know, it sucks because this is, this is the NFL. Like, you got to deal with injuries. Every single year, Thomas has dealt with, like, an ankle issue, whatever it might be. And a lot of players just kind of fight through those things. It sucks that it happened week once. Now he's going to be kind of battling it the rest of the year. Um, but with the hamstring injury comes the, the risk of further injuring it. Um, I think the reason he injured it was because he was full sprint on a blocked what was it, a, a, the interception or a blocked field goal? You know what I mean? Like, that's why he was running full speed and got injured in the first place. So, like, how about we don't mess up on special teams and, like, don't force our starting left tackle to run full speed trying to tackle a guy that's, like, obviously going to beat him to the end zone? Um, just Andrew Thomas being a, a great dude and, and putting in 100% effort gets hurt because of it. So, you know, is what it is. You find yourself in a tough spot. If the Giants were better. If they didn't, you know, suck on special teams, they would probably not be worrying about their their left tackle being injured right now. And that's just the way the football goes. So, right Right now, I'm not I'm not too worried about it. However, I'm very precautious. I I, I kind of feel as though the Giants need to sit him uh, for Week One against, um, or rather Week Two against Arizona. I feel like there's a good chance he is active, and they kind of like throw him out there and like see how he performs, see how he does. And if he's like, yeah, I just this isn't feeling so good, they take him out, put Josh Azudu at left tackle, which is I think where I'm going to go with this next. Um, and that way, like you get him get in the game. If if it's bothering him, you take him out. And then you have him a little, at least a little bit healthier for the 49ers game in Week Three, and you know those games are pretty uh, close together on the West Coast, so it's going to be a battle. But again, like the Giants, you could argue that the 49ers pass rush is better than the Cowboys. 
that's going to be a really bad game for the Giants um, in, in terms of offense. Like, their offensive line is going to get whopped. We know it. It's it's just, you know, a matter of time. But if we can win against Arizona, compound some, some success, maybe change things up a little bit, set the tone, maybe you come out and actually compete against the 49ers. Um, but right now, like, looking at the state of the offensive line, it's hard to imagine that they're going to be, like, competent against a unit of that strength. But you never know. If Thomas, you know, that that's why I'm kind of sitting here like, look, if you have Thomas healthy, at least you stand a chance. If Andrew Thomas is not in there against against Nick Bosa, like we're screwed. Like that's ultimately the reality of the situation. Josh Azudu against Nick Bosa is a match made in hell. I don't want to watch that. Um, I think that they need to make sure that Thomas is healthy for that game. So, you know, Anthony, what are you thinking about it? Are you thinking that they need to sit him this week? Or do you think they're going to run him out there to see if he can see if he can handle the pain? If he can, then he plays. If not, then, you know, gets taken out and then hopes to live, hopes to see another day. Yeah, right now they're saying this injury is nothing too serious. Should be something he recovers from pretty quickly, but that could change if they force him out there too soon and he reaggravates it. So I'm a little 50 50 on this. Part of me says we need Andrew Thomas out there. This is kind of a must win game if the Giants fall 0 2, losing to Arizona in the first two weeks. I mean, the season might be over at that point. You're talking about then going to play the 49ers, and that's not an easy one. A lot of tough uh, matchups on the schedule coming up. So the Giants kind of need to win this one. However, Andrew Thomas is not a player that I want to risk for the long term. I don't want him to go out there and re-aggravate this. So there's part of me that says bubble wrap and get him ready for San Francisco. Because if we're assuming that the Giants do end up winning this game, they should win this game with or without Andrew Thomas. The Arizona Cardinals are not a good football team. The Giants have way more talent than them. They should go out there and win on Sunday with or without Andrew Thomas. So it might just be best to bubble wrap him and play him on the Thursday night game in week three. I think that's probably where I'm leaning on this, which might be the unpopular opinion here, but I just think it's best to keep Andrew Thomas healthy for the long term. Keep him healthy throughout the season. Don't force him out there too soon. Again, I know that he says it's not a big injury. It's just something that's nagging right now, but I don't want him to go out there in week in week two rather, um, and you know just re-aggravate it and make it worse and then be out for four to six weeks afterwards. That's the last thing that I want to see. And I will say, Alex, I think that there is something to be said about maybe sending him out there and then putting Josh Azito in if he can't handle it. To me, that's just not worth the risk because all, all it would take is one drive. That's all it took for him to get injured in the first place. All it takes is one drive, and Andrew Thomas can re-aggravate that thing, and then he's out four to six weeks, and then we're stuck with Azito out there. So me personally, if they feel good about Azito, they're confident in him, throw him out there left tackle, let him start this game, and get Andrew Thomas ready to play in week three. That's the strategy that I would go with. Now, if he does play on Sunday, I'm happy about it. I'll be thrilled to see Andrew Thomas out there. I'll feel way more confident going into this game. Keep in mind, guys, Arizona recorded six sacks in week one against the Washington Commanders. Their front seven went crazy. Um, Jonathan Gannon led defense. If you guys don't know, Jonathan Gannon, former uh, defensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles, now head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, he knows how to get after the Giants. He knows how to apply pressure to Daniel Jones. We saw it in the Giants-Eagles postseason game. We saw it twice last year in the regular season. Daniel Jones was constantly under pressure going against a Jonathan Gannon-led defense. So, again, another piece of the argument. You need Andrew Thomas out there. But me personally, the way that I'm settling on it, Alex, right now my mindset is keep Andrew Thomas healthy for week three and so on and so forth. I don't want to risk him in week two against a Cardinals team that the Giants should be able to beat either way. But I will ask you this question, Alex, before we move on to the next player on the injury report. When you're looking at 
a potential rotation here because we've seen the Giants do this right at left guard at right guard left guard last season they had multiple players starting they had Ben Bredesen and Josh Azidu taking once one drive then this guy's taking the other drive just rotating in and out on a drive-by-drive basis do you think that could be something that the Giants try out at left tackle we haven't seen them do it at the tackle spot maybe here and there with Matt Parrott and Evan Neal I think they might have done it at some point but primarily speaking we've only ever seen them do it at guard do you think that they could try doing a rotation at left tackle to kind of put uh, Andrew Thomas on a little bit of a pitch count a rotation at left tackle I mean look a rotation at any freaking position in the offensive line scares me because you want to give these guys as much time as possible to like get their feet under them you know what I mean like that you're hoping that consistent reps will will result in better performance but at this point in time, like, I don't even know what combination is, is the right one for the Giants. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if Mark Lewinsky at right guard is, is – I, I guess we know that's not really serviceable at this point in time. Evan Neal, like, we know that he's struggling. We don't know what's going to happen. Like, I'm of, the, I'm of the belief that when Andrew Thomas comes back, I'm almost, like, considering moving Ben Bredesen to right guard and then putting Josh Azudu at left guard because, like, I just don't know. Like, ben Bredesen is better than Lewinsky in my opinion right now. I think you have to put a better player next to Evan Neal to help him. Like, you need to give Evan Neal support. Glowinski is no, doing him no favors um, at all. Like, Ben Bredesen's a smart player. I think he's actually one of our more underrated offensive linemen. Um, I think putting him next to, uh, you know, Evan Neal might support him. But it also takes away from the left side. So, like, you know, you have to balance that. Um, the, the problem is the Giants, like, if Evan Neal's going to get beat, Glowinski's going to get beat like this, it's, it's just not going to work for the Giants offense. They're going to get destroyed. At left tackle specifically, I'm not of the proponent. I'm not a big fan of the rotation idea. I prefer if Andrew Thomas is not going to be in, I'm, I'm calling on Josh Azudu because I think Matt Parrott is injured, so I don't think he's going to play. Uh, I'm looking at Azudu to step in and play left tackle. Like, that's the only option. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. Um, so, you know, Tyree Phillips on with another practice squad. Corey Cunningham left too, I believe. Like, we don't have anybody else. Like, this is it. So if you're the, if you're the Giants – you need Azuda to step in and play left tackle. That's that's the only option. So um, I feel as though giving him the chance to like do the play the full game is the only it's the only you know alternative because otherwise you know what do you do there? So you know that that's kind of where I sit. Yeah, and I think that's a fine place to sit on that one. It's a good take to have, but it just wouldn't shock me with this Bobby Johnson guy, you know, and all of the crazy decisions we've seen him make on the offensive line with these random rotations that we've seen at guard. It wouldn't shock me if that is the strategy that the Giants go with. Maybe you put Andrew Thomas out there, two drives, then you put two drives for Azito. I wouldn't do it personally. Like I said, I'm leaning towards shutting Andrew Thomas down for this one game so he can hit the ground running in week three, but I wouldn't be shocked at all if the Giants give Azito the start and also suit Andrew Thomas up and kind of rotate him in if they feel like they need to. Could be something that they go with, but also now we have to look at the tight end spot because Darren Waller, he's taking a veteran day. Also, shout out to Darren Waller. Happy birthday to Darren Waller. Today is his birthday. That's got to be one of the few reasons why he didn't practice today and got himself a veteran's day off. But I think that the veteran's day off, what's interesting about it is that Brian Dable said you can expect at least one of these per week for Darren Waller. And that's kind of interesting because it reminds me in our pre-regular season live stream this past Saturday. Big Dash knows. Shout out to you. He said that he thinks the Giants should go with the strategy that they used to have for Plaxico Burris. If you don't remember, Plaxico Burris back in the day had a lot of injuries, 
wouldn't wouldn't even practice on a week-to-week -week basis. He would only ever just play games on Sundays. Other than that, he didn't need to practice. They didn't want to get him hurt. They said, just get your body right and get ready for Sunday football. And I think that might be the strategy you go with here for Darren Waller, as Big Dash mentioned in that stream, because Darren Waller, just the injury history on this guy, the fact that his hamstring continues to be a problem. It was a problem for the last two years. Now he's dealing with a similar problem. He said that it's kind of leftover injury from last year. It's a nerve damage now. He hasn't actually pulled the hamstring. He just has some tightness in there from some nerve damage from the previous injuries. In my opinion, what's the sense in even risking this guy at practice, even giving him an opportunity of pulling anything? He dominated all throughout training camp. We know that he could be a superstar. This man doesn't need to practice, in my opinion. I think you just keep a bubble wrapped every week and play him on Sundays. I think that's just something really interesting that Big Dash mentioned, but Alex, I'm curious to know your thoughts on that. Right now, the Giants are planning on giving Waller one day off per week. In my opinion, I don't think he needs any days on at practice. I would just bubble wrap him for Sundays. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I still think that there's there's something about practicing that keeps you informed, keeps you kind of like in chemistry with your quarterback. I think it's uh, necessary, at least on a limited degree. Darren Waller, I think the rest days, apparently they have like a sports science situation going on there where like they've developed a plan for Waller and they have, they have agreed that Wednesday off is like the right, I guess, strategy to keep him healthy. I mean, he already has a hamstring injury. Apparently it's a nerve injury and it's not really the muscle itself. So it's like behind the muscle. There's a nerve that's tweaked. So I don't know how you fix that. I'm no doctor, but... Uh, nerve issues can be very painful, I imagine. Um, I've pinched a couple nerves in my day. So, you know, it's definitely a situation where, like, you're taking it easy with Waller. He's probably limited, like, even when he is practicing, he's probably limited considerably every single day, um, at least to a degree. So I imagine the Giants are doing what's best to make sure that he's ready, but also... You know, I mean, they have to practice plays. Like, they, there's plays that, like, okay, we have to add this to the playbook. There's just a play we want to run against this team. Like, there's a weakness there. We got to make sure we can expose it. Like, you got, you can't just go into a game without practicing those specific plays that you want to run against a specific type of defense. And Waller's a, your number one receiver, uh, theoretically. So, you know, I feel as though uh, right now, like, you need, he needs to be practicing for obvious reasons. But at the same time, um, you know, you got to keep him healthy. So, you know, Waller. Obviously, his his health is paramount to the offense succeeding at all. And another, you know, shout out to Amani Arawari. I know, I know he got, uh, you know, carted off the field today. So, you know, prayers up to him. I think he was taken to the hospital. I don't know what happened, but it sounds awful. So, you know, sending my best wishes to him. Yep, just read an update on that. Was going to bring him up next. Prayers up for Amani Oruwarie, but we do have some encouraging news. He has movement in all of his extremities. He did suffer a neck injury during a kickoff drill at today's practice, but looks like he's recovering. He was taken to Hackensack Medical Center for further evaluation. The results of the evaluation and testing were negative, and Oruwarie was cleared to return to the team's facility today, um, according to Ryan Dunley of the New York Post. So, scary incident. Was taken off in the ambulance, as you mentioned, Alex. Prayers up for him, but it's Sounds like he uh, dodged a bullet here and he's doing A-OK, -okay, has movement in his extremities, and hopefully he'll be back on the field soon enough. Amani Aurorier, a player that I do really like and think highly of. So I think those are the main guys on the injury report. Uh, I think we should also discuss Graham Gano as well. I'm a little nervous about this. He's got an ankle injury. He was in for x-rays following the week one loss to Dallas. He's practicing on a limited basis right now. Of course, he's expected to start on Sunday, but I wonder if this affects his performance. It's on his kicking foot that he's ha he has this ankle injury, um, reportedly. So I'm curious to see how this affects him. A really poor performance from Graham Gano in week one. Um, not necessarily his fault on the first kick, but he did miss a field goal, and 
we're not used to seeing that from Graham Gano. You know, Graham Gano, what did he kick at? Like a 90% rate last year? Like the guy is a beast. They just gave him um, an extension, but now he's a little bit hobbled here, dealing with an injury on his kicking foot. I'm curious to see how it affects him, Alex. Um, what are your thoughts on Graham Gano as he's dealing with this ankle injury? I'm not totally worried about Graham Gano. If, he's, if they say he's fine, he's fine. I think he probably, on that one kick that he kind of hooked to the left, I think he probably rolled his ankle slightly, but it seems like he was okay. Um, you know, again, like you said, it could have just been like the conditions, kicking on the new turf, you know, it was wet. Um, also, we kicked the, I think one of the, I think, no, no, I think this is a different game. I'm thinking, I think I was thinking about one against the Jets, but um, ultimately, like when you actually think about like what he needs to be as a, as a kicker, as long as he can kick, he can stand, get in his stance, you know, whatever it might be, I think he's going to be okay. In Arizona, it'll be a lot drier. The conditions will be fine. Um, I think probably slipped a tiny little bit. I'd have to look it back, but he probably rolled his ankle on that kick because it definitely hooked to the left. It was definitely something that went wrong with it. Um, but ultimately, I'm not too concerned about that. As long, if they think he's good, I trust that he's probably fine. Yeah, I, I think so as well. I think he'll be playing on Sunday, like I said. Um, and as you mentioned there, Arizona, they have a grass field, which is, you know, a hot topic of conversation right now in the NFL. Playing on turf versus playing on grass. The Giants will be playing on grass um, this upcoming week against Arizona. Uh, so that's something to keep in mind. And the one last player on the injury report that I do want to mention, maybe not on the injury report, so to speak, but Brian Dable did give a little bit of an encouraging update on wide receiver Wandale Robinson. As we all know, he was on the PUP list all summer long recovering from the torn ACL that he sustained in week 11 of last season. But Brian Dable said there is, quote, there's a chance that he plays, end quote. So there is an opportunity here for Wandale Robinson to make his season debut in week two. Do I think it happens? Personally, I don't. I still think he needs a little bit more time. I think week four we see Wandale Robinson. But it is encouraging that Brian Abel said he's close to making his return. Um, and I do think that he could be a pretty big factor in this offense when he does make the return. What we saw last year from Wandale Robinson was impressive. This is a player that I was kind of sleeping on before last season. He goes into the lineup, has the highest target share, or one of the highest target shares of any receiver in football in the, t in the time frame that he was on the field and healthy, had a dominant performance against Detroit before tearing his ACL so there's some potential here with Wandale Robinson I think Brian Dable has some pretty big plans for him and wants to integrate him into the offense but he's got to get healthy and he's getting closer so a little bit of an exciting update there Alex what are your thoughts on Wandale Robinson potentially to returning to the lineup this week Um, I don't care about Wondell Robinson returning to the lineup because our offensive line as long as they're garbage we're not doing anything anyway so that's my my very, very cold take. I think everyone agrees with that. Look, you can have more receivers, but if Dan Jones is every time in the pocket, I don't care who the hell's catching passes out there. Uh, I'm still hyper-focused on the offensive line. Um, Wandale's a great talent. I think he's going to come back and make an impact. But if he can't catch the ball, if he can't get the ball, it doesn't matter how many routes or how many potential yards he could have. So um, you always love to have more assets. I love to have more targets. But, um, you know, Dan Jones got to actually throw the ball first. So that's, that's kind of a paramount in this entire equation. Yeah, I think that offensive line is king to every single issue. That It's number one. It's the number one priority that the Giants need to address right now. But they did bring in a couple punt returners this week to take a look to see if they can improve in that area. Wando Robinson comes back in the lineup. You can put him at punt return. He's done that in the past. They've practiced him in that position in the summer. Um, so I think that with Wando Robinson... 
You might not be excited about what he can pr- contribute to this offense because this offense is garbage right now because of the offensive line, but there's something to be said about the Giants special teams also being garbage and Wandale Robinson hopefully stepping in and making at least somewhat of an impact and giving them some sort of burst there if they aren't confident in Eric Gray, which right now it doesn't seem like they are considering they were looking at other opportunities um, to improve their return specialist roles. So Wando Robinson could be back in the lineup soon. A lot of people are going to focus on him potentially returning as a wide receiver. Maybe keep an eye on him returning as a punt returner. That could be something to keep an eye on for Wandale Robinson and the New York Giants. But that pretty much wraps up this injury report. Midweek, they practiced today. They got a couple more practices to get through. And then we've got Sunday football once again, 4 o'clock, facing off with the Arizona Cardinals in what I think is a must-win game and also a very winnable game. I think the New York Giants should walk away from this game with a win. But we will see. And of course, we'll keep you updated on everything with all of these injuries and everything else in between about the New York Giants right here on Fireside Giants. So make sure to leave a like if you did enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode. And comment your thoughts on these topics down below in the comment section. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review. And go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants. But without further ado, we will catch you all in the next one. Have a good one. And let's go Giants. Giants.